0: Welcome to VR in Education. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of VR in Education. In today's episode, I want to talk about the efficacy of structured or convergent versus unstructured or divergent thinking and learning. Do you remember when you were a kid and you got to play in the sandbox? Sandboxes are comparatively, because we were little, large, open-ended, and often very unstructured place places and they were extremely popular at one time armed with just a few meager toys like a shovel and a bucket kids were given so much agency to explore experiment and create stuff a good imagination and tenacity to take risks were the engines That fueled our sandbox play. Alas, it's rare to see sandbox play these days in many communities and neighborhood spaces. In fact, if we even look at playgrounds themselves, they've changed and evolved to be much more structured areas. When children enter modern-day playgrounds almost everything is decided for them and their play is very linear up the slide down the slide push the swing back and forth there's been this trivialization of playground design mostly marked by an overabundance of plastic stuff Repetitive structures like swings and slides and other climbing equipment. This situation has resulted in little room for students to make any creative decisions in playgrounds. It is sad. We should be differentiating play within these spaces. Not standardizing it with structured apparatus however there's good news to this story the sandbox i believe anyway is making a comeback in many schools education and learning has thankfully taken the opposite direction compared to playground design evolution and development thanks to more progressive curriculums like the international baccalaureate program which emphasize inquiry and big conceptual thinking, we are teaching students how to be more imaginative, adaptable, creative, and arguably more innovative. In our rapidly changing world, it is vital that we allow students to be unstructured, divergent thinkers who spend way more time developing skills and thinking routines that will arm them to be effective communicators and to solve real-world problems. Convergent thinking, with its heavy emphasis on memorization, should be less emphasized in schools. So one way to enhance and promote divergent thinking is to give students more opportunity to tackle open-ended tasks. In other words, we should be throwing them in the proverbial sandbox. So what does this mean for virtual reality in education? Well, as the list of VR applications for education and learning continue to grow almost exponentially, it'll be important for VR content developers to consider including a sandbox mode to their learning applications. I'm already seeing many examples of this. Here's a list of a few virtual reality applications that already have sandbox or free play mode to allow students to explore, discover, and then, of course, think divergently. Number one, Gadgeteer. This puzzle-like VR application allows users to play with a variety of pieces like pipes and marbles and blocks and springs. The application has what's called campaign or puzzle mode, which guides the, the player in a linear fashion or format through preset challenges. The goal or aim in campaign mode is to figure out what pieces are needed for a chain reaction to occur between one part of the system and another. Then, there's the much more open-ended sandbox mode. With sandbox mode, users are able to design what they want. In this mode, participants are given a blank space with unlimited resources, and they can flex their creative muscles to come up with wildly imaginative contraptions. Gadgeteer can be found on the Steam website and is also available for Oculus Quest through the Oculus Store. Number two, Paper Beast. This is a surreal adventure and exploratory game about wildlife and the delicate balance that exists in nature. Paper Beast has this interesting context and setting. So you're plopped somewhere in the abysmal depths of the internet. And life in this application has blossomed into this fantasy world. In the narrative-driven adventure mode, the user is the first human to step foot into this wildly mysterious ecosystem and a strange force seems to weigh on its balance. Participants must join forces with intriguing and really endearing creatures to solve puzzles. Then there's the immersive sandbox mode within Paper Beast. In sandbox mode, users can experience and live almost like they are a god. The user can terraform mountains, they can dig lakes and populate their own ecosystem. They could unleash tornadoes and design unimaginable paper creatures. Paper Beast is due out on Steam, the gaming site, sometime in 2020 this year. Idea number three. VRK Shop. VRK Shop is a VR woodworking game. It has a challenge mode where participants need to build prescribed projects like a bench or a table, and they use hand tools to cut wood and fasten together with nails and screws. The precision of your project. Is left entirely up to you. However, VRK Shop also has a free play mode, and the user is allowed to work and build with their own open ended ideas. In free play mode, the user stretches their skills to new heights. VRK Shop is set to release on Steam in July. 2020. I'm definitely looking forward to this one. As a design teacher, this will be fantastic. Whilst this is by no means an exhaustive list of VR experiences that have what we call a sandbox component, it does highlight the need and importance for allowing students, once they have a certain skill set, to be able to play and discover in this no-rules- Nonlinear space. Yet, I want to caution teachers and other educators. Guidance is key. Open ended learning situations aren't for the faint of heart, and they're not for everyone. Many people have difficulty with blank slates, and they often need scaffolding and guidance particularly when it comes to developing divergent thinking. Open-ended applications can sometimes cause decision fatigue. Students or even adults in traditional learning settings are often so heavily guided by hand-holding as to what to do and how to do it. When they're placed in these free play sandbox like environments with little or no guidance some students become paralyzed after a few minutes and they get bored really easily because they don't really know what to do they're not equipped in such an open-ended environment therefore it might be better for teachers to provide a framework for students who are working in open-ended sandbox type environments The framework shouldn't be too prescriptive, as this could deter from the overall ethos of an open-ended discovery sandbox mode. A common way to set this gentle, I call it gentle framework, is to design a learning experience around an acronym I learned through the IB organization called GRASP. GRASP stands for G, goal. So students could be given a inquiry-based conceptual goal, like how can systems thinking enable you to develop a environmentally friendly structure? R stands for realistic role. Students often wonder how this connects to real life and if we give them a specific real life role within a sandbox environment, they may understand more and connect more with what they're doing. A stands for audience. When asking students to enter a sandbox environment, having a Audience that they're creating or playing towards or for can help them and give them more structure. S stands for the situation or the context. Having a backstory or a tiny narrative can often help uncripple some students who look at a sandbox environment and are scratching their heads as to what to do. And P stands for product or performance. So again, throwing them into this endless open-ended sandbox if they know, you know an example of a product that they might have to design, might give them the scaffolding and the guidance necessary to do well. Now, GRASP, obviously can be dialed up or dialed down depending on the nature of your student. So I want to end this podcast with one more quick story or vignette. In an article written by BBC News in 2018 titled Why is Lego not clicking with customers? It discusses, among other things, whether Lego has lost its imagination. Today's top-selling Lego sets usually come as pre-packaged kits, and they're based on themes like Harry Potter and Star Wars. So in these kits, children follow a structured linear booklet to build step-by-step one of their favorite icons, like maybe the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. Today's Children like to be taken by the hand like this rather than being given a set of generic blocks. And the theme sets have been a huge driver of success for Lego, says one critic in the article. But I remember Lego as a kid showing up in front of me in huge buckets of pieces. And those buckets were mixed up and muddled around, and I was able to click and design anything I wanted. I found that really rewarding. I often would struggle, but once I got over that uncomfortability of struggling about what to make and how to make it, I felt this deep sort of pleasure and satisfaction when I was done because it was my own idea and creation. So my hope as we push in schools towards more learning activities that emphasize discovery and imagination and ultimately divergent thinking that more and more people see the need for this sandbox like play, whether that's in VR or virtual reality or anywhere else that children congregate to learn and think. So thank you for listening to this episode, and I look forward to connecting with you more on Twitter or LinkedIn. Have a wonderful day.